0: From the Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts Mike Porkville, and Craig Cerventi.
1: There we go, we got it. Okay, you good? We're hot. Right, we're good. Hi everyone. <laughs> we're hot. Welcome to the. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is a podcast called Verging on Greatness, where <laughs> me, Mike, and my friend Craig. Hello. We talk about talk about a movie that is close to greatness, uh, and but possibly not all the way there. And we're trying yeah, try it's missing out, something. Try and figure out what it's missing. What would you change about it? What's it What? where's it falling down? What stops it from being really great? Uh, and today we're talking about The Watchmen. So this is yes, a, we are. this is a pretty interesting interesting pick. I hadn't I hadn't never watched this. I had read the book. Um and i uh i gotta say i i thought it was really exceptional um so right off the bat this could be a very short podcast um
0: yeah i, I really liked it too so that's the podcast everyone Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. Uh, <laughs> see you next time uh, uh but but no we've got something a little different this time we've got a in-studio guest yes we do so uh who have you who've you got sitting there with you mike uh, i've got karen good morning karen good morning mike good morning or evening craig it is evening it is evening where i am so
1: so we've brought in so this is a uh comic book movie comic book movies are, are not typically my specialty i don't uh i don't i don't watch a lot so we've brought in a special guest nerd <laughs> to come and um <laughs> i am the hnic special guest nerd give, right. can we, can we, yeah. come and give craig a little bit of a little bit of support oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: think i think for all future guests we should give them a special title so if we bring in like uh i don't know a fashion expert uh we should we should give them the title of special guest fashion nerd oh, yeah so, so yeah. i can't yeah. come back for yeah. devil wears prada <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> oh i've got things to say about that movie um, <laughs> should we, should we put, put that on the list is that verging on, put it on the list is that verging yeah. on greatness
1: um <laughs> all right so Watchmen so um so let's talk about let's talk about the context first because I I think this movie you got to see this in the in the comic book movie context so this was 2009 mm, um yes. so, so there had been plenty of comic book movies before this but yeah. I, I feel like this was a real this was a real um turning point for for comic book movies so um we were looking at the looking at the movies that came out around this time just before and we've so we've just had dark knight come out and we've just had iron man come out um, yeah the
0: year before and then so this is obviously after the uh, sam raimi spider-mans it's after the, the the first couple of attempts by marvel beyond <laughs> x-men to do like uh, daredevil uh, the fantastic four films uh, electra good heaven help us all um it's also it's also post superman um the uh the the child the, the the man who may or may not have been accused of um, sexual assault I forget his name Brett Ratner he also directed yeah uh, Brett Ratner oh god oh my god yeah just the worst and Bryan Singer um, directed Superman remember that and Bryan Singer directed Superman and the X Men films so mm. I mean we're and yeah so it's a it's a it's an interesting time but we have had some adult comic films in this time like we've had a history of violence which is mm. a lesser known comic um, but that was turned into an adult film with an R rating um yeah and uh what was the other one Uh, road to perdition uh, road to perdition road to perdition yeah yeah that's another comic book that was turned into a pretty adult themed film but i think most importantly for our purposes i think dark knight is Mm. is a is a comic book with adult themes uh made in an adult way Mm. for a mainstream audience and uh unlike dark knight um this did not make nearly as much oh. money as dark knight did so yeah i, I guess that's yes, why we're talking uh, about it today so
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of and i so i don't hmm. you, you just rounded off a lot of titles none of which i've almost none of which i've seen wow. uh exception of the dark exception of the dark knight uh but I, <laughs> I like from what i can from what i can kind of well, tell and correct me if i'm wrong here it's fair to say that up until this point comic books have been although they were really popular and they kept the studios knew that they were good money spinners and so well, they churned them out, but the quality was quality was pretty hit and miss up to this point.
2: Well, I mean, may I jump in here and just point something out? 1997, we had bad. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Now, which, sure.
0: which, I mean, Oh my seen, God.
2: Yes. We've, I, I we've, did, all, I we've see all seen this film. I watched it two weeks ago <laughs> with my friend who may or may not have had some God's cabbage. <laughs> um, He he enjoyed the hell of it, whereas I sat there (laughs) trying not to, like, throw myself out the two-story window because I was like, "This is the film that killed the comic book movie for at least five or six years."
1: Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. For this, this film is what all bad comic book movies are judged on. Yeah, and for years we then had small pitterings. Then we had Blade. Blade was arguably yep. the fir- the starter. I yep. said that was the first cigarette of this packet that we've gone through up to this point. Yeah. Now in the, in the scheme of things, Watchmen sort of buttons it before the Marvel zeitgeist takes over. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not wrong.
0: I, I would, I, I, um, I would just like to point out that uh, not all of the comic book um, film demise was entirely mm. Batman and Robin's fault in 1997 you had the the triple threat mm. that was batman and robin i didn't Steel, want to talk about them and Sport. i didn't want to talk about them craig why did you bring movies? them up <laughs> i think all of those movies are equally to blame for killing the comic book film franchise for the next why would five you do this years, to me craig so... why would you talk about yeah, those movies um... to me
1: <laughs> so it's
0: but it's <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, um, Blade mm-hmm. did just come out in 1998, so I mean it was only it was only a year, but it took a little while before but that they a, got back in on board. Now it's
1: um, now it's 2019, no, I agree. and and you know you've you've got just hit after hit coming out mm. in, the, in the comic book. They absolutely dominate. Um, and, and 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 it's it's funny to look back and think what well, 2009 before all that before all that hit yeah. and how i think people still didn't quite know what to expect and and oh we haven't talked we didn't talk about didn't mention sin city either yeah. or um 300 mm-hmm. which yes. that must, have been, 300. That must have been before this as well right
0: mm.
1: yeah it was well it's also Zack
0: snyder so 300 is 2006 and sin city.
1: Um,
0: what was the other one you were talking about Sin City. Yeah, that was a few years earlier, which was 2005. And you also can't oh, talk yeah, about I V for Vendetta like as well, which I'd love to do on here as well. Yeah, I do like that movie too, which is also well, another got Alan do you Moore the film. You've done so, League, um, now you don't watch them, yeah,
2: then you'll move on to V.
1: Yeah,
0: then we will have done almost all the Alan Moore mm. films with the exception Ooh. of From Hell. So, yeah.
1: All, although although you were, you so, were, uh, you were saying so, beforehand, so, Alan Moore has... He's withdrew, he withdrew his his name from <laughs> yes. from this movie, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think, with the exception of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think his name's been removed. He wants his he's had his name yes. removed from fa- all the films. He fa- famously done. hates Hollywood
2: think, adaptations yeah. of his film because he's a true artist.
1: Do you, do you, yeah? Do you know <laughs> what specifically God, he dislikes so, yeah. so much about Watchmen?
2: well let's face it he's he's an artist and yeah he yeah he, well, he's, he's a, also he's a shaman as in well mind, right. so right <laughs> there's a there's a rumor that he put a like a curse <laughs> on Zack snyder after watchman <laughs> yeah oh so this so wow. if you know what's happened uh, with okay. him recently with his career and what his personal life you may think whatever you want to think i'm not gonna put rumor out there
0: yeah, yeah, maybe those oh, roosters have come home he, to roost, he must, so... Yeah. He must be an old dude, right? Because
1: Watchmen <laughs> 70, yeah. was in 70, 75, right? The yeah. book came oh, out? No, 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 80s. 80s. And, oh. 80, between 85
2: 86, and 86, 85? they were released 12 issues, I think.
1: Oh, shit, I thought it was a lot earlier. Oh, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Y- yeah, so
2: yeah. This, when this movie... I think they've been talking about making this movie since the 90s. Terry Gilliam initially said he wanted to make this into a BBC miniseries. Yeah,
0: that's right that's yeah yeah and then there was a um with, with robin williams which, playing nuts. the comedian yeah <laughs>
2: which, which would have been
0: awesome that's, that's right. actually pretty yeah good
1: <laughs> right that would have <laughs> been that would have been peak robin williams co attack robin williams too so <laughs> so it's, it's interesting it's interesting that they waited that, that you hear it was intended for a miniseries because it does feel like they waited until you know the late 2000s to make this make this as a movie and if they'd just waited a couple more years for the the netflix yeah, explosion right. it would have been an absolute no-brainer to turn this into a tv yeah. series which it, it kind of does feel like it's more suited to yeah absolutely. It's not to say that to, it doesn't yeah. work and i think yeah. it works really well as a as a movie yeah. um but from look from the source material there's a there's a lot of stuff that, that has to come out. Well yeah. <laughs> it's
2: uh I mean, Craig, have you watched that extended a cut I told you to watch the four and a bit hour with some change cut?
0: I I did. I've wa- I watched the um, a- a- as with many Zack Snyder films, release there are the multiple cut. cuts of this film available on uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, release the Snyder cut. So um, there's I-, I did watch the mm-hmm, um, mammoth four hour version of this film um, yeah, and over yes. two and a half sittings, I guess. But yeah, it. So so let's talk about this movie. So uh, so just up the top of the dial, oh, yeah. uh, spoilers in case anyone hasn't seen and or read this film uh book slash film we and the we 30 apologies. odd we years, for 30 uh, years you've been material, warned so yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean if you were hanging out if you were hanging out to read this for 30 years like well i've got little sympathy. <laughs> unless you're in prison. prisoner
1: <laughs> but even still <so>.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so i th- i thought um, um cool so the, um I, th- I think looking at the looking at the way the story pans out i felt I felt a real seventies vibe from the way that the way that the story actually goes. It's, um, it's, it's very dense. It doesn't, I don't feel like it sticks with the traditional three act structure. Um, the, the first, um, first hour pretty much plays along as it's, as the, um, as its own little, as its own little arc. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, so I, I, as usual, I went through the went through and kind of just noted down the times of different things, and it it kind of plays out. So you, you get the real film noir opening with the um <clears throat>
2: unforgettable
1: the unforgettable the uh, which which is a theme that plays throughout the kind of so like use of teeth. use of music, which is again a very a really seventies thing, kind of Kubrickian uh, way of way of doing it, and um. Uh, and it, so it, te- it tees up the tees up the film noir mystery investigation, and then you 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 meet this cast of characters, and and it does kind of it does kind of play out, and it's it's not for the it's not till about an hour in that there's a real shift in the tone. So so the story is the the superhero. There's 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 been a band of a band of superheroes who formed together to fight masked villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a you get a kind of they, they, they pitch they pitch the reason kind of really succinctly, which is that these villains all had masks, mm. and that made them really difficult to um, apprehend. And so the the cops donned masks themselves, and so that they could so that they could pursue these villains with impunity, and people couldn't didn't know who they were. Mm. Uh, but they've been you know so this this came about in the fifties, um, very post war kind of context, and then. Down the, down the track, people started to, to started to rebel against the, uh, the 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 masked heroes. They were seen as vigilantes, and yeah. they were outlawed. And then and so you've got this kind of post post outlawing period where they're, they're mooching around and they're reminiscing about how great things used to be, mm-hmm. um, which and and it ties in and, and Nixon is a character in this. Yeah. And so it's, it's very much very much tight. Ty- <laughs> I Fair. am not a motherfucking Richard Nixon. Do you guys remember when Richard Nixon was the <laughs> worst not... thing to happen to American <laughs> politics?
2: Um,
1: yes, I do. Do you I, remember I, those I, days? I remember those days. too. I remember those, those days. I was, I was, oh yeah, again, they, was... were, they were tough days. But it, it, it does it oh does a great God. job of of setting that setting that tone <laughs> and that 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 via, bringing bringing you back. And even hmm. for for those of us who who don't remember them personally, yeah. um, <laughs> it. it, it, it it ev- ev- exactly you're evokes, to say here. <laughs> evokes that the feeling of that period in the same way that other movies that do that like forrest gump you know you you really and that's that's through music but also yep. through the yeah. the real the real detail that they put into into those those settings
0: 100%. and I, I think just up off the top like <laughs> the movie opens just the opening credits um like just the the playing over the top of yeah. uh uh, the times are changing by Bob Dylan and um, just setting up that alternative timeline where heroes are a thing and you're getting, you know, like the, the that yeah. famous kiss with the sailor is now a, yeah. a, a yeah, spandex yeah. clad woman with a, with a, with a fancy haircut, like just that whole change and uh, insinuating that um, the, the oh, comedian shot love JFK that. and, 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 and all of that stuff. Uh, like, that i love just like from the top um that all that detail almost all of that detail exists yeah. in the comic yes. um in some shape or form um i just i think i, I think for all the shit zach snyder gets some of it rightly de- rightly deserved some of it not so much i think assuming that this was his film choice that is a smart film choice and for once Mm. Uh, someone just That's shows true. it instead of tells us about it and
1: um i think i mean right off the bat yeah it's the, it's the so easy for that wrong, stuff right. to come across as as corny um uh, yeah so and so went to like Forrest gump went to the moon that sort of just yeah. just ridiculous but they, it gets just the right time and in the same way and the more i think about it Forrest gump is kind of a uh, it's a, it's a nice comparison because is, you, actually yeah you no, do you do time, have yeah. That character kind of involved in the big events of the time in ways that you can kind of go, nod and go, okay. And it's to do with, to do with the way that it's told, yep. that, that you, it doesn't wind up coming across as corny, where you go, oh, God, just the way it sits in your stomach. Like the scene where Forrest Gump is, is addressing the march. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and then the plug, the plug gets. Hold out, and you just That's think, all I've got the, to say page, about that. As a director, you must look at it and go, "Geez, I don't know if that's going to work or not." Uh, easily <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie, though. Yeah, yeah, and it and it comes it comes across great, and and I think and I think you have the same thing here. So yeah, the mm-hmm. comedian shooting JFK. You must just scratch your head when you're in the writing room and go, "Oh God, that that, that could be a real cringe I, moment." I beg to differ. I believe that it wasn't. Oh God, it was. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fuck it. Put it in. Do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: have you uh have you watched um any yep. Zack Snyder films with the director's commentary on? <laughs> yep, I, I, I believe one hundred percent that's I mean, how some of these I mean, films I are mean, made. <laughs>
1: so you meet a lot of the you meet a lot of the the characters so you meet the characters who are who are the old school from the some of the characters who are the, from that old school from mm. the 50s and then They're you meet alive. some of those who are still alive and then you meet some of the the ones who, who kind of took over at the peak and then had it taken away from yep. them and who are who are feeling that that loss of agency that loss of uh potency yeah mm-hmm. um l- uh, literally and figuratively mm-hmm um so Rorschach mm-hmm. um yeah um Night Owl Yep. Yeah. Night Owl 2 uh, not, oh Night Owl 2 that's right so he has actually literally taken Take over a that yeah character from from another one um uh, and you and the, the and you meet these characters and you know so quickly who they are and what they're about and that's an that's another sign of strong storytelling. Yeah. So Night Night Owl two. Um. What's the, what's his actual what's his actual name? Adrian. Adrian. Adrian V. Adrian is ozzy Mendias. Oh no no no. Adrian is, uh, no, no, no. So Adrian one is Hollis is Mason. Night so yes, one, yeah. the old man is Hollis and, Mason. Um, yep. And Dan Dandridge. Dan, thank you. And then there's so Dan. You, straight away, Dan so you, you meet him, and he's reminiscing yeah. with yeah. the original night owl, and yeah. it, and at the end of that scene tells you everything you need to know about Dan's character because as Hollis is—he's trying to get him out, and he's saying you don't need to come and do this, but yeah. Dan says. No, I want to. Yeah, and I want he, to. And you. And he genuinely does. Yeah. And and you think that's everything you need to know about him straight away. He's earnest. Yes. Uh, and and he and he, he doesn't just do it because he feels like he should. He he loves it. Yes. He loves reminiscing. Yes. And what
2: I love though is if you, did you guys watch? Yeah. If you guys watch yeah, closely, yeah, yeah. the tr- the shot as he's leaving Hollis's workshop, it says we um, we service obsolete models only, or something like that. It was something, oh. It was a sign, shit. It, it's a sign saying yeah. obsolete models welcome. So. It's the, I mean, it's smacking you yeah. in the face if you're looking for it, that the world has changed. Heroes yeah. are obsolete in this world, so they say. Yeah. And Hollis Mason is one of those obsolete models. He works on obsolete cars for a living now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holy
0: shit! I, thank you. I've i watched shit all three up, cuts this movie in the past <laughs> week, so I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that's awesome. Continue. I'm yeah, sorry, so sorry get, to interrupt. So you know
1: everything you need to know about him. You know everything you know and need to know about Rorschach just from his from his gritty film noir um <laughs> uh with the, the look. Yeah, with the, his the hat, look, and the voiceover, the trench coat. The, <laughs> I, I, I wrote I wrote this down. It's it's yeah. so good. He says the city screams like an abattoir full of retarded children. that sounds like a Frank Miller line. Shh. Man, uh, you, that's another one. When when you are writing that, you, you can you can absolutely see someone snorting a line and going, "Yeah, return the children." Yeah, 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 yeah. This is dope fuck. <laughs> it, it
2: is. Well, that's I mean, a line well, straight Graham out Morrison of the cards. That so, I mean, Morrison you know. and Alan Moore have stories. Graham Morrison's another writer of a series like called Happy, or other mind expanding comic books like Alan Moore of the same sort of generation. Those dudes all did the psychedelics. They're all yeah, the yeah. '80s with Vertigo and DC. So. It's expected yeah, yeah, that yeah. this was written on some slight influence. Yeah, mm, probably. But, it, it,
1: but it, the, the amazing thing is it, it goes it goes on and on like this, and they keep introducing new new characters, and it's like it's about. You know, they introduce Doctor Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, they introduce Laurie, who is what's her Silk Scepter Two. Silk Scepter two. Her mother was she, originally Silk Scepter. So she's an, she's another one who has literally taken on the mantle. At, um, and, and she's in a relationship with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, blue man group. Well, she, she's in a relationship with a blue man group at one point. <laughs> yeah, literally in a blue man group, yeah.
0: I, I, think, I think it's also really important to point out at this stage that we've really set that scene. They've done a great job of setting up an alternative 1985 where mm. Richard Nixon is in for his third term. Somehow. Or his fourth term somehow because he got it repealed. That was it was a, a newspaper. because um, of the headline saying, "Yeah," and um, and they've done a really good job of setting up that alternative timeline, and everything fits. And watching it again, one of the things that really struck me straight away was how timeless this movie kind of felt. Because mm. um, there's all that stuff that you feel and you understand from the 40s, and they, they get that look mm. and feel just right when you're seeing the the old Watchmen. And then when you cut to the 80s, it does feel like an 80s film, but with um, just that slight otherworldness to it. it yeah. I think they nailed it. Like, just from a design and a look perspective, this film, this film excels. It, yeah, absolutely. It really does a solid job. And the soundtrack. I mean, any film that opens strong on... Um, a uh, bob dylan song and then slides itself into uh 996 luft balloons it's just it's just it's, <laughs> Hello, it's <gentlemen>. bold <laughs> it's it's making <clears throat> a statement so I, I, yeah. I yeah this is the 80s let's it's the you. 80s it's like, the like, 80s. Yeah. it's,
1: it's yeah. very easy you, you you mentioned the music and i wanted to i wanted to say with with the music it's there is a there are some movies where you, you get that feeling like they've, if you cram enough bob dylan and the beatles in mm. it's going to feel profound mm. um even if even if the actual content is not that good but it's it's not doing that here those those no. movies, those those songs <clears throat> absolutely fit the tone and enhance the the content rather than rather than glossing over it
0: yeah and i don't know if um i don't know if how much of that was picked by Zack Snyder? Because I haven't actually... I don't know if there's a director's commentary for this. He's usually pretty good at calling Oh, there out. is. Oh, yeah. there oh. is. <laughs> but hmm. if he if he picked the music for this... I mean, like I said, I think Zack Snyder gets a bit of shit and um, cops a bit of flack. And some hmm. of it is well-deserved. Um, but in this, he's making really clever choices all the way through this fucking film. Hmm. And he's proving himself to be a little bit better than I think he actually sets himself off as. Because uh, I don't know if you got I mean, Kieran, I know you've seen 300. Um, mm-hmm. I know you've seen um, The Batman and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League, and yep. Superman. I know you've seen all of those. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my, my personal favorite Zack Snyder film is Dawn of the Dead. Uh, that's the film yep. that made me excited to watch 300 when I heard he was directing it. Um, I really, really like Dawn of the Dead. And the soundtrack in Dawn of the Dead... Is fucking solid, so I'm fairly confident that Zack Snyder was behind the soundtrack choices in this film as well. Um, I think he's a lot clever. I, I think he's a much smarter guy than people give him credit for. He, yes. yeah. he gets he's... a dude.
2: He gets a dude bro um, sort of uh, credit about yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when someone says a Zack Snyder film, they're like, "Oh, it's going to be all flashy, like Sucker Punch." Let's, yeah, let's sucker not, punch talk is... about. Let's yeah. not sucker punch him when he's down because the man is down yeah. at the moment. Yeah, but Sucker Punch is a terrible film. God yeah. awful unwatchable almost unless you look yep. at it with the sound off
0: oh it's got oscar isaacs and he's yeah, pretty yeah. decent but yeah no but i agree zack snyder
2: creates the most beautiful imagery you, i mean mike you agree mm. right like the Watchmen is beautiful i wish I'd seen it for the first time it's a beautiful movie yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: and he puts together sense. an absolutely solid action sequence like oh, um yeah oh, the, fight the prison fight scene in oh. this like just oh yeah
2: just i just yeah. wish that that was more of what he did in his future films but anyways I digress yes I agree the music choices are, I'd say he's got to have said I want this I want this I want this I want this because yeah, the soundtrack yeah, yeah, yeah. is in
0: my car I have the soundtrack
2: mm. in my car yeah, still yeah. The
0: Sound of Silence Rider of the Valkyries <sighs> yeah. uh, me and Bobby McGee Mm. um i'm your boogeyman like yeah. unforgettable it's unforgettable yeah.
1: but... Unforget- unforgettable and, and times they are a change uh, oh. uh just you, you you see them and you think you couldn't have any other song no there. no so we uh, may i say
2: we've missed out two characters ozyman dais
1: yeah yeah we haven't we so touched on him yeah we did so you do meet you meet ozyman dais as well and mm. um we mentioned the, dr manhattan the comedian is who he com- is. Com- oh comedian Um, yeah jeffrey dean morgan yeah so 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 you spend the first you spend about the first 40 minutes of the of the movie meeting these characters and learning their backstories and not much not much actually happens uh the only the only thing that's really driving the story is um rorschach investigating investigating the murder of the comedian Hmm. And they do a they do a really interesting thing where about forty minutes in, where you really expect you expect a turning point, you expect something to something to kick in and kick the movie story into into the next gear. Mm. Um, they, they everybody converges on the comedian's funeral, yeah. and you go into a series of flashbacks that lasts for about lasts for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, so you have a flashback for Doctor Manhattan who is flashing back to his experience with the comedian in Vietnam. Oh, that's rough. You have a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that that kicks the the movie up a gear in terms of the gritty realism. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, I was... How old was I when I saw... I was 17 when I saw this movie, and I I guess I still hadn't quite seen Clockwork Orange or any of those movies Mm. with shocking violent moments. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something very jarring, of course, about shooting a pregnant woman in the chest.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then swaggering away, screaming for a medic. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hard watch. But I mean, it's it's, the, again, it's a scene right out of the comic, mm. um, and uh, all those lines about Doctor Manhattan could have, you know, stopped the bullets and turned yeah. them into steam. Yeah, Words right this. out of the comic. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah. could
2: have stopped this. And and you're right. And it's going from reading, I think, going from reading the book to seeing the movie. It's something you don't expect to be
0: jarred by, but the movie does do that very well. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was coming too. I think I think when I saw this film, um, I had just gone through a bit of a comic renaissance, and I had I had read a whole bunch of these like seminal comics from the '80s, like Dark Knight Returns and and the Watchman Swamp Thing. Um, um, yeah, you know, just keep, keep I've literally talking, just named, just keep talking, please. <laughs> I've literally just named two <laughs> Alan Moores and a Frank Miller. Um, mm-hmm. But um, these are yeah, it's it's a it's it's a great film, and I think a lot of the film the reason why the film is great. And this is probably the conversation to be had at the end of the podcast, but I'll just say it now. Um, I think Alan Moore deserves a lot of this credit. Um, And Zack Snyder was smart enough to go, okay, the story and in and of itself is pretty damn solid. All I have to do is get it from um, ink to blink and not fuck around with it too much. And it'll be a solid, solid film and I think he did that again. Yeah, I rag on Zack Snyder a lot. He does get a dude bro reputation. This mm-hmm. is the fourth time we've said this. He has a lot more. He's got a lot more smarts to him than I think a lot of people give him credit for
1: yeah and i think that's a i think that would have been a brave call looking at this on the page without having seen it it must have it must have looked like it would be it must a hot, look bonkers hot, right must have looked like a, a oh, hot mess like, on the yeah, page but he God, saw it he could actually right. actually see it and go no this is all going to inter- intertwine and make sense yes if someone, yeah. me
2: this, if someone handed me this task you have to write the watchman movie we're about to go to go down this right i would say yeah.
1: <laughs> and
2: uh, yeah. uh someone else braver than i and that's a brave move this is what this movie is i'll give him that it's brave to do
0: this yeah yeah so, so I, have... I think i think looking at it now sorry just to interject again i think i think we've come from an era where um uh, so you've got the x men films and uh, i think <clears throat> i think Kieran will back me up here um where they kind of just used it like a box of crayons and they were just like oh here's a whole bunch of pretty colors and things yeah. we can just kind of all mush them together and People really like that Hugh Jackman Wolverine thing. So we'll just have him do a whole bunch of stuff and that's cool. And all these other characters, we don't really give a th- fuck. We'll just mush shit together, right? I th- um, oh, yes. Well,
2: because you remember remember what I said to you one time a long time ago in our many comic book-laden conversations, is they should have renamed those movies Wolverine and the X-Men.
0: Yeah. Um, but but then <laughs> yeah. you had you had films like, um, so at the same time you had the Spider-Man films, which which yep. stayed kind of true to the character and they... They expanded them. On, and they had mixed results, like Spider-Man 1 and 2 are solid films. Spider-Man 3 mm. is garbage. Um, and then you had films like Hellboy, which came yes. along and oh, with yes. Gorillamo Del Toro, where they where they, they tried Gorillamo. to stick as close to the source material as they could get and try and capture that vibe. Um, and at the same time, you had films like The Punisher with... Um, mm. Tom Jane. Uh, Thomas ja- Tom Jane, yeah. Uh, where they, they just kind of went, oh, fuck it, we'll just do a bunch of shit and he'll kill some people and, and everybody will love it. Um, yeah. I think this is one of those occasions where they... Where that it had the benefit of some of these other films just absolutely royally screwing the pooch, and yes. then they were able to go, "Okay, we don't want to do that. We want to be, we want to treat it seriously and and take it seriously, and we want people to take this film seriously, and we want and, to hire um, actual actors, like actors, we who want to are ha- huge yeah, stars." Yeah, I think again, incredibly smart casting all the oh, way yeah. through this film. Um, there's the biggest name actor at this point, probably would have been. Oh gosh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan maybe or or Carla um Gug- carla Gug- Gugino, Gugino or, had
2: just done Sin and a bunch of other yeah.
0: stuff. She's, by the way, Milf. Milf. Oh my Milf. god, she is she is gorgeous. Um <laughs> Anyways. and Marlon Ackerman as well. Like um oh, yeah. I think she was kind of just I knew her as that girl from um Heartbreak Harald Kid and Kumar. Yeah or Heartbreak
2: Kid. She was a she was a rom com person in the mid two thousands.
0: But there's not a there's not a big name actor in here. I mean hmm. Matt Matt no. maybe, like he was um Max headroom. Um right. but yeah, yeah, there's no big name actors in this film. So I I just I just think this is a clever film. They've, yeah. they've done really clever things. I Yeah. I, anyway,
2: I love, yeah, I love um and though, the Matthew Good as Matthew Ozyman Good, yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Excellent.
0: He's perfect. The casting is spot on, just everywhere. Sorry. Yeah. Where were we? We were talking about something that wasn't the film. We were talking about the story. Where were we,
1: Mike? Story. So we were in the flashbacks. Oh yeah. Um. So we were. So we'd flash back to Doctor Manhattan in Vietnam. Then you go into a flashback with Ozzy where which, him flashing back, which is to a, one of their meetings, yeah. like of, of the masks um <clears throat> then you go to a night owl flashback which is when the i think they're clearing protesters yeah uh, yeah in new york in the 70s the riots and streets um yeah uh, and and so you have you have this series of series of flashbacks which don't move move the story forward at all no. but it's it's just it's so watchable just backstory yes um i, I, well done, I like the
0: flashback <clears throat> with uh the comedian and the night owl because it implies that um comedian killed um Bob Woodward and um, Bernstein. Bernstein, all <laughs> the yeah. That's yes, right. yes, yes. Yeah, he, he, a, it's a, another one. Had, yeah, I haven't had this much fun since Woodward, uh, Woodward and Bernstein. And <laughs> I was like, um, "Oh shit, what happened to Robert Redford like, and Dustin oh, Hoffman?" Shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rob Redford and Dustin Hoffman. What'd you do them? Don't, don't touch my Redford. <laughs> so you get. So it's it's really not until uh, there's, there's there's a little bit more stuff plays out in the Raw Shark um, arc as he's investigating the murder and and then you have the um the blue man group scene which um kicks off the uh the the, the, the what's ultimately that i think the turning point in the movie which is when dr manhattan leaves he's like stuff this yeah yeah out. <clears throat> so yeah, he yeah, goes, yeah he goes stuff because out
0: because that's when the story the actual story seemingly kicks off where he's presented well, with those people that he may or may not have given cancer to. That's he right. Added. So that's
1: an that's an hour into the film. Yeah. as as he leaves and suddenly so so that's when everything everything shifts because suddenly the nuclear so the stakes get raised because suddenly the nuclear risk mm. is becomes much higher so th- at a um so at a a, a, meta, a, a a world level, the stakes get raised right. and the stakes also get raised in terms of the, the world of the people because he is now gone, which means um, Laurie, so she's she's on her own, so she goes to stay with Dan. Yep, which means they, oh, to, she goes to Dan. She so, goes to Dan. So their relationship is able to bloom. Um, and so, so that's when it kicks off. Although, again, they make another really interesting decision and the moment that kicks off an hour in, you go into a, a 10 minute sequence of Doctor Manhattan on Mars, yeah. not moving the lamenting. not moving the story forward at all. He's just lamenting, lamenting exactly. Which and it's amazing, and it's watchable, and it's beautiful, and and it's I'm, compelling as well. It's it's compelling, but it's another flashback. It's more <laughs> yes. more time out of out of the story where you're um you're you're just you're getting backstory, mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. Just just at the point where you go, all right, now this movie's going to kick into gear. Shit's going down. Yeah. They go, no, no, it ain't. No, 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 no. You're no, getting no, another no, flashback, and yeah. I love it. They pull back. They pull back. It's like, oh no, no, no. We're only giving you half. Okay, okay, just. <laughs> <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't,
2: don't, don't. <laughs> uh, no, no. They pull back, and they're just like, okay, cool. Let's just, <clears throat> let's just, let's just, ease, let's just ease you back. Okay, we there's more world building here. We need to make you understand all yeah. this stuff, because as, as you say, it's just it's compelling. It's it's all this these great things that. This, they're trying to tell you this world, bring you this world, mm. make you understand. This is not the world we live in. Yeah, this is their world.
1: And so it's only after that that the the second act really kicks into gear, and mm. you have the um, Ozymandias, the assassination attempt on him, Rorschach gets arrested, um, Dan and Laurie take the take their sh- ship out. So you mm-hmm. have the 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 classic. Classic yeah, the the classic sign of sign of disempowerment of your male character where he fails to fails to, to perform, perform sexually fails to perform An- until his
0: comes in. Yeah. Speaking speaking of failing to perform sexually and being um uh intimidated, I, I can't believe we've made it through uh what is that, like thirty-six minutes of podcast. Uh and we haven't mentioned big blue swinging dick. <laughs> I've been dying to say it. <laughs> Anytime we've said anything is, about us. <laughs> there is more big blue swinging dick in this film than I ever thought I wanted to see. And so. Laurie
2: took all of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or while he was figuratively big. texting while he was having sex because he was working on that friggin' thing. Big yeah that energy
0: device in the background while
2: she's with the blue bag group
1: karen i just wanna, i just want to recognize swinging your, your effort to not recognize the big swinging well done thank I, you i congratulate you god bless that you. That thank, you.
0: thank you very much so when karen and i were talking about this earlier um one of the things karen mentioned and i'm going to steal his joke um Damn. so sorry karen yeah. but um kieran kieran pointed out and full credit to kieran to special k that it was some animators job to figure out how that dick (laughs) swung. and and i was thinking about that and i was and mike and i were talking about this before you turned up kieran but i was Uh. thinking about that and and mike and i were rapping and 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 we came to this idea that was it punishment for one of the animators did one of the animators get lumped with it like hey Uh. hey uh hey hey stuart (laughs) <laughs> hey, Sienna, yeah, you turned yeah, up late yeah. today. So, guess who's going to be animating the big blue swinging dick
1: <laughs> I, I need you to go. And, I need you to go and find twenty guys and make hey, them walk uh... and film them.
0: <laughs> hey, Susan, I need you to go out back and figure out how that dick's going to swing because uh, your you're the, the intern. So, doing, so that's bro. how this plays. So. Big blue swinging so, dick. Yeah. So thank do you, a helicopter thank, for
2: me, please. See
1: oh one. my god! <laughs> thank you for Just that interlude. Just it around. Sorry. Thank you for that interlude, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for leading leading Karen off the hook. Oh, thank God for that! <laughs> I can see um, it. He was literally turning blue in the face thinking about it.
0: You got blue balls. Big blue balls. <laughs> And that uh, is our allotment for deck and bull jokes yeah. okay. uh, for this podcast. We'll never make another deck or bull joke. Well done, ever Thank
1: again, you guys. Yeah. Promises, well done, promises. well done, everyone. Thanks so for lowering get... the tone, Kieran. Are so, you're welcome. so the the story <laughs> truly does kick into kick into gear at, at this point. You get the uh, they, they still they still don't hold back on the flashbacks. You get a, a, a decent sequence with Rorschach with his backstory told in flashback, yeah, mm. um, which is really heartbreaking. Jeez, that that stuff. That's a no. Oh, yeah.
2: It's, it's sad. Man. Yeah. Like, oof.
1: Um, and Jackie O'Haley, though. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's so good. You know he was a child actor? Yeah, Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a child actor. So he he he's making films from, like, basically the early 80s through to about 1996. And then he disappears. And then he turns up again in semi pro um the yeah. the starring vehicle for um will oh, ferrell. name. will ferrell starring vehicle and with woody um, harrelson he's the he's yeah woody harrelson and will ferrell he's the 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 cuckold husband is he the cuckold husband
2: i think so it's been a, it's been a minute since i've seen that film and i've only seen it once admittedly but i did notice i was like that's the dude who played rorschach yeah
0: so um yeah, he basically... Oh, or he turns up in All the King's Men as Sugar Boy. I haven't seen that either. Or mm. Little Children. Still haven't seen that. And I and I said 96. It was 93. And then he turns up again in 2006. Um, and Jesus. Like, his credit... His last two credits in 1993 are Maniac Cop 3. Amazing. The Badge of Silence. And <laughs> Prophet of Evil. The Everill LeBaron story? It's a TV film. So... Right. Wow. Um, what a comeback. But, what a comeback um and then he he goes on from this to be uh, freddy krueger and he's in the the robocop reboot which That's i think we'll right. probably talk about on here as well um yeah he's a solid solid actor i think he deserves yep. more time and the fact that he spends almost the entirety of this film with a um a mask on which yeah. resembles a rorschach ink block test mm. hence his name um and how he manages to portray what he does behind that is incredible he's he gets so much done yeah i think he's really good i I, i'd watch him in in a lot of things yeah Um, including robocop the 2014 edition so um, that's saying something yeah gosh choke me with a spoon um so yeah
1: so Craig, you mentioned you mentioned the action sequences, and this is when they really start to they really start to come to life and start to swing the story forward. And and that the second half of that second act, which is which is a pretty common place for it to drag, but you really feel like it, it it draws you through. So there's the the sequence with Dan and Dan and Laurie where they're saving some kids from a burning building. Yep. Yep. Um, and that works out pretty well for them. And then they they uh, um, <laughs> Hallelujah. post uh, post coital. They, they 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 decide they're going to go and break Rorschach out of prison. There's, there's literal
0: fireworks in that sex sequence. Like, so, like yeah. Yeah. she she has she has a flaming O. <laughs> <laughs> she has a flaming O. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So they they're on. So they they go and do that. And that's kind of that's kind of the second turning point where they 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 break Rorschach out. And now they're now they're on track and now they've they've got the team back together and they've got what they need to get back into the mode of solving this mystery yes. of, mm. of, of who killed the comedian yeah um which turns out to be ozymandias yep. Yeah. um and and so they they are able to they they go and they track him down in uh in antarctica yeah. and and the the final the final act plays out and i mean the, the final act is really interesting and it's a uh, again, another another piece that could have gone horribly wrong. There's a, a massive challenge mm. here f- given to them from the book uh, in terms yeah. of the the ambiguity, the moral ambiguity, uh, which which is a thing that's carried through throughout. But it's it's the hardest to deliver mm. when you when you're trying to wrap up a film. Oh god, yes. And it becomes clear that you're not sure if the bad guys are actually the bad guys. Yeah. Or and are uh, the. Ooh. Every time we do this, Craig, uh <laughs> Siren <laughs> uh, London uh, uh a cop, Nothing, a cop, cop car and an London. ambulance I comes think by. I think that was the ambulance. Yeah. The ambulance. Oh, so behind the scenes. I don't know if that comes out on the on the recording or if we just occasionally stop awkwardly while the while the ambulance goes we're holding the sound everyone for those for those of you at home
0: i'll probably leave that one in but uh most of the time i edit it out so yes. you'll just hear mike and i talking about like this how is our under the hood ambo has, has, <laughs> has gone screaming yeah. down the road yeah solid call to the show yeah. there and um but yeah welcome to welcome to living in london folks uh, where ambulances are plentiful and frequent so
1: no place like london and i, th- oh my so, God. I th- so i think that ending that, that that ending where you've got that you've got that complicated morality and mm. that it, it feels in a way it's like it's a it's a, a damp squib of an ending because you're, you're not quite because yeah. you're the heroes our heroes the lose. the protagonists they 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 lose, yeah, they, lose. They, <laughs> they don't succeed yeah. in foiling the plot but then the plot in fact they kind fact, of become
0: the antagonists because they they're
1: complicit in the uh in the in the ending so yeah well the, the the plot turns out to have a pretty good have a pretty good outcome in a way because although they although millions of people die uh they that that prevents hundreds of millions of people dying as as is the intention and so you've got this other uh, other people who are responsible for killing killing that million people,
2: hmm.
1: are we calling them good guys?
2: Yeah, they
1: we, they they kind of are. And 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 what they, they their plot does work. Uh, the plot I should explain is to 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 defuse the tension between Russia and America by having um, a, a, an explosion in in Manhattan and blaming it on Doctor Manhattan. Yep and have, having him you know as as the as the pariah and having having the Americans and the Russians well we need to unite against this foe so yeah. let's let's be cool to each other and so yeah. they prevent you know they prevent the nuclear holocaust mm. but in the process they do have to kill a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people
0: well, well, so so the literal line from the film is you've killed millions of people and ozymandias uh, replies so i could say billions and yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I,
2: I do what I have to go back to that before this whole nuclear thing happens. did not you guys love how after the little scrap between Rorschach, Night Owl and Osmond Dias, Asmodeus, however you say it, the German, um, <laughs> with his big cat, um, the, I, oh, yeah. I love it. How you think he's going to monologue and something's going to happen. Someone's going to stop it. So accept or turn up and everything will be yep. okay. I know I launched it about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, 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 yeah It's already happened. Yeah, yeah. This, do you this, think this, I would?
0: Do you think <laughs> I would tell you if there's any chance he could stop me? Because so, yeah. you forget, he was a hero. He like he yeah. literally fought bad
1: guys.
2: Yeah. So it's like the Incredibles no capes thing. I I'm going to tell you my
1: monologue just to stall you because this shit's going to happen anyways, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. then it actually does, mm. which is usually that's usually that's thrown out as the. As, as the stake raiser you can't possibly do anything about this oh yo yeah, oh, but i can oh. i'm not going to go back in time or i'm going to do something yeah. but you're right it all actually happens and he even he even says i'm not a comic book villain yes
0: meta af yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so. that fight scene though that's still pretty freaking cool i just love watching him I was going say that's uh, one of the things that like um, the comic doesn't do a very good job of is the, uh, there is a fight sequence at the end, but the comic the comic you know kind of defines itself in that it doesn't do much of what the comics of the yeah. time are known for, which is these epic multi-panel fight scenes. One hundred percent. This yeah. is the but the f- the film on the other hand just like leans into it like let's have a kick-ass fight sequence right now, and it does. It has a kick-ass fight sequence where ozzy mandias um uh, holds his own against uh, uh night owl and rorschach and we've spent most of the movie establishing that both of these characters capable. are capable very very competent when it comes to handling themselves and obviously night owl is uh is is a is a, a, a thinly veiled batman um, oh yeah and i mean he even rorschach. has a silhouette he even has a silhouette and um and uh, Rorschach, um, I don't really know what his comic book... Uh, I think he's meant to be The Question, isn't he? He's like a
2: he's, take on the... He's a Question Batman allegory, whereas I think yeah. not, he's more of a Question classic Batman, The Shadow. Mm-hmm. The Shadow. The yeah, pop Noir. Pulp, pulp,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably closest to The Shadow now that I think about it more than anything else. Yeah. Um, or The Spirit, I guess. But um, uh, um, yeah, but he's, yeah. that, he's that classic archetype from the 40s. Um, but... Mm we spend most of the film establishing that these guys kick a lot of ass and is oh, yes. Ozy- the, the, the smartest man on the planet just decimates them. And the only time, um, he, he, um, he gets hit is when he lets himself get hit. Um, yeah. Just proving how superior he is to everybody else in the room.
1: But still, you just, you talked about, um, uh, the comic traditional comic book equivalents. Mm. Um, and I wanted to talk about the comedian, um, who obviously mm. has has his um has uh equivalent in the joker
2: yeah, too, i guess yeah yeah. yeah yeah the joker if he was a hero
1: yeah well so so interesting question so we talked about complicated morality and ambiguity what do you guys make of the of the comedian do you is he so if, mm. if ozzy mendias and dr manhattan if you can't really call them villain villains do you call the comedian a villain? That's the question of the whole film. That's exactly yeah. Who watches The Watchman?
0: I think I think I think from a story point of view, we want the comedian to be the villain. He certainly behaves like a villain. Um I mean yes. he's He rapes uh, a woman. Uh, he tries to rape a woman. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. uh, he is stopped by Hooded Justice. I want to see more of Hooded Justice. With his German, um, German accent, <laughs> you're With his German accent, you Bastard.
2: I love how Germans say bastard. That's great. Yeah, and
0: and I, I love that, that that psychosexual stuff, like where Hooded Justice is beating the shit out of the comedian, and. Um, uh, the comedian is like, This is what you like. Um and it's it's so on the nose. Um and then Hooded Justice goes off. I mean, that's a throwback to the comic where it's implied mm-hmm. that Hooded Justice is is gay and there's he's in a yep. BDSM relationship and it's this this whole thing, um Ah uh, um, I don't know, but I think there's there's elements of um like the Punisher in yes. in the comedian as well. Like um I in, know all these I know all these characters were pulled from um, originally, they were going to be pulled from uh, EC Comics that had been. Is it EC Comics that had it's been acquired? It's ti- timely.
2: Not a no, timely as Marvel. It's. uh Oh, gosh. Um, I forget. Yeah, no, um, but, but I know what you mean. The, the Minutemen, which was like the Sandman and the Question and all these characters. Yeah, now. that's
0: right. Yeah, so DC acquired these characters in a, in a purchase and then they sat around doing nothing. And then Alan Moore came on board and he um because he just had a successful run on swamp thing and he they more or less said well you can kind of do whatever you want really so and he open was like check. i want to play around yeah open check you basically play around with anything you like and then they they um he went and was going to use some of these timely comics or the ec comics I can't remember which one it was um and then yeah he ended up creating his own heroes um uh, <laughs> mike's throwing things at things people uh, behind the scenes look um yeah. i thought i got away with it Damn it. He, he, he's Osmond Dias throwing something at his huge cat. I'm
2: trying, trying to stop, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to stop my huge cat from ruining my recording and now it's... <laughs> I have failed, clearly. No, it's oh. okay. It's funny. It's um, funny.
0: We're but, laughing. Oh. Yeah, so, I don't know. The comedian, um, obviously, a little bit of... Um, there's a little bit of the Joker in that. Um, yes. What do you reckon, Karen? Well, I...
2: I the, someone asked me this question. They said, so, if you had to pick your favourite character from the movie the most interesting character, I said the comedian. Because... Oh, yeah, 100%. Because this mo- he is the movie's catalyst. His death, I think, yeah. arguably starts this whole thing. It does start this whole thing. His history within this universe is that he's responsible for, of course, JFK's murder, the torture and murder of Woodward and Bernstein. In the comics, I mean, as we missed out, is that towards the end of the film, Dr. Manhattan reveals to Silk Scepter 2, Laurie, that the comedian was her father. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's right. I didn't mention that. Yeah. And um, it, it, and of course, you know, this, this movie's told in flashbacks. The flashbacks actually have importance here when it comes to the comedian because it tells his story since he's dead throughout this whole story.
0: Mm. Is that
2: he's his character has elements of the Joker? Yes, his character has elements of I'd say Punisher to a degree, but Punisher was still quite new, and Garth Ennis hadn't turned it into this whole dark, you know, it's the character he created it because arguably the Punisher was just this commando sort of character but most of the time as a villain until the ladies 80s if i'm incorrect i guess but i'd say it's elements of wolverine that you know that soldier but hates being a soldier Mm. the i'd say he's more of a villain but arguably he's he's done a lot of quote-unquote good as they would consider it for america Mm. and he his character is considered a hero as the cops say is that the, the you know the cops in the beginning they say, well this guy's a war hero, he you know he's friends with the president, and it, it's it's this character that's almost Superman. Think about it, Superman mm. friends with the president, literally the government's tool as Frank Miller makes him in Dark Knight Returns. It's it's
0: yeah, but that's, that's also he- equally true of Doctor Manhattan as well, right? Doctor Manhattan is he's hmm. the one super powered superhero in this film where all the rest of them, which is probably the only criticism I could probably um, probably point at Snyder and David Hayter, the writer, and, and Alex mm. say I, I don't know how to say say it. Say, say, yeah. say see it's spelled T S E um, say say, is it. say. Um, so that would be the only criticism was where where Alan Moore there was there was only one super a super powered superhero mm. and that's Doctor Manhattan and he is basically yeah. a god yeah um, and he's he's a, a vague Superman allegory right. Um, yes, and then everybody else is just normal people, and the only thing that um Zach Snyder kind of does is he he amps everything up, so all the normal people are taking hits that like would, would just you. decimate you um, yeah. I mean, uh the comedian is is put through a marble countertop at the beginning of the film, right and mm. and gets back up and keeps swinging, so well, yeah. like fine, whatever um but he's yeah that's the only criticism i could label at the film i suppose is that they're a little overpowered but you know hey they're superheroes i think by that point we'd had enough superhero films that we needed our superheroes to be a little bit more so than normal but
2: i'll finish off the comedian thing and just say look he's the catalyst for the film he's got the joker wolverine batman all the things like the allegories and all the combinations of different elements as i think Alamore intended to do is to create each Mm. character as I mean, Silk Scepter, not powered, but she is the sex symbol of the group. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. her mother was on the side of planes in the war. I mean...
0: Yeah, she's a real pin-up. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah. every character in this movie has similarities within probably the DC Universe, I'd say. Arguably, this is based on DC Universe characters, because Marvel... There's no similarities to Marvel with this at all.
0: No, 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 no. absolutely not.
2: Because Marvel would not have the nutsack to do a
0: story like this, i tell you that much. No, it'd take them, it'd take them a whole at least a whole decade mm. after this before they were willing to tell this kind of an adult storyline and even then they still won't you would still have to get into the 2000s before marvel were really willing to dip their pen into this kind of ink well but Absolutely. anyway we probably we're probably bored everyone to tears with their Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I can I can see Mike's eyes glazing over. <laughs> sorry <laughs> bro. I'm sorry Mike. <laughs> so um just interesting just before we move on i i while we were talking i, I did have a little look on uh, the interwebs um get it at home people about the inspiration for the comedian and according to alan moore he was mostly based on a real fbi agent called g gordon liddy who was One a figure eight. in the uh, watergate scandal so there you
2: go. ah woodward and bernstein right. is all coming Solve. back to me now
0: <laughs> it's all coming back we're through the looking glass no wonder he killed them so yeah there you go anyway so yeah uh, that's that's the watchman yeah when we're
1: nearly nearly at the time where we should be wrapping up is there is there anything i mean this is i'd call it straight away this is absolutely this is not just verging on greatness this is a a great Mm. movie to me is there anything else we would change anything else you'd do differently Mm. i would release it later
2: i i with you there i would release it yeah i think mike you mentioned earlier the netflix yeah the like
0: I, I, yeah i think i think this movie suffered from the time it came out so batman we had had movie. yeah i think we had had adult themed superhero films before this but perhaps not quite to this level um and perhaps not quite at this scale so we we had certainly had like the dark knight and, and batman begins um hell um which was still kind of pop corny at that point um there was another one that was and you had a History of violence and Road to Perdition, but now people didn't with those last two. They I don't didn't think know they were comics. Rec- <laughs> they they didn't, didn't know they were comics. I mean, no. even to this day, mm. you tell people that they're comics, they go, "No, they weren't. They're really great movies, yep. um, Academy Award nominated and winning movies." Um, it's because they don't
2: mention in the poster based on the comic. They don't mention yeah, that. based mm.
0: based on the comic. It's the graphic novel, so to give it mm. some credibility, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that um, I think that this film suffers from people wanting it to be Iron Man. So we'd just had Iron Man which was an international big hit mm-hmm. um and we're 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 one year we're less than a year away from Iron Man 2 at the stage and I think that's what people wanted in a in a superhero film. We'd mm-hmm. we'd had Sin City a couple of years before mm-hmm. um but I think that got by on style over substance. Like yes. that's what brought people to the cinema this wildly stylistic film that black and white thing worked so so well yeah. uh, robert rodriguez did an amazing job on that Adapted and a panel for panel from the panel product. for panel um which is exactly what zack snyder did with 300 and it's exactly what he did here as well and i think this it suffers from a being a product of its time where everything else around it was um was not this and that's what people wanted and I've just thought of it now the thing that this this uh, the situation in history or of time that this has happened before that comes back to my mind now is John Carpenter's The Thing oh, came yes. out about the same time as ET and John Carpenter's The Thing I would I would say stands up as well today as it did when when it came out and the reason it didn't do as as well as it could have was because people didn't want a murderous alien they wanted ET yeah. And this, I, I feel that this is the same. So, yeah, it suffers the same yeah. fate. So,
1: a Dark Dark Knight had some. It's it's got some kind of moral ambiguity as 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 well. Yeah, n- nothing like to the degree where this does. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that was that was more in, in tune with how much moral ambiguity people were willing to accept at the time. And this yeah. this was really a, a a big jump, a big leap further than that. And I can see why. Yeah, why that might have um yeah been i think i think
0: also like something like batman has wide public appeal i mean by the time that dark knight came out you'd had a wildly successful batman begins the the the, the batman brand was well understood people yep. would go to a batman yeah. film watchman doesn't have that outside of like true nerdery well, or that... or you know I fans of literature yeah, I want yeah, talk about that
2: because that's i mean this movie would have strongly appealed to comic book fans everyone would have wanted to go and see this who's read comics watchman's on the time 100 best novels of all time if i'm not
0: wrong it's right. on some sort of time yes. 100 list it's it, it is it's one of the 100 top time sorry it's on times 100 top books yeah list and it's, that's it's, with stuff like catcher in the rye and clockwork orange to kill so. a mockingbird I mean, all a, these classics to kill a mockingbird yeah it's the one of the only comics in that list. I want to say it is the think, only comic in that list. But... I think
2: Bone is in there as well. I think it's like... Think it's, or Bone... Mouse or something. Or, a... I,
0: I think Mouse. I think it's Mouse. Yeah, um, if I'm... It's, it, the film appealed
2: to comic book because we are like, holy crap, they're finally doing Watchmen. They've actually figured out how to do it. Mm. And this film did get some flack, I think, from comic fans because it does change the ending slightly. I won't go into what the ending is because it's just another sidebar we don't need. But it essentially... It appeals. I think the idea of it appealing to a wider audience, we'd have to wait ten years, like you said, Craig. It came out too
0: early, I'd argue as well. Mm, I, I just think this wasn't the film that people wanted to see in two thousand and nine. Mm. Was it two thousand and nine? I forget. Yeah, was yeah,
2: two thousand and nine. Yeah. yeah, and then we have uh, then we have the HBO series coming. Yeah, which is apparently a sequel. Yes, a sequel. It's it I think mm. I, I argue like twenty years after the events of well the book and the film. I guess you can call it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be interested to watch that. That'll that that, that, that that'll be fascinating. But... I'll watch The Watchmen. <laughs> Will you, Justin? <laughs> uh, uh... But who watches The Watchmen, Karen? The answer is you. <laughs> the, 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 the,
2: the, uh, yes, the answer is under the hood.
0: <laughs> the answer is under the hood. Um, oh, God. Yeah, the effects in this stand up really well, too. Um, yeah, hold hold whole yeah. yeah, that whole... Uh, I was watching the behind the scenes, so they did that Dr. Manhattan thing that they... They put Billy Crudup in a mm-hmm. in a tracksuit with with a lot of blue LEDs on him and had him walking around on set. Yeah, so that's how they got that 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 diegetic lighting happening. So that's cool. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Like yeah. the whole film was pretty neat. I yeah. really like this movie. It had Matt Furro in it. I like Matt
2: Furro. <laughs> I love your small time actors. <laughs> well you're, you're, you're actors that you
0: know people want go deep cuts <laughs> <laughs> deep cut Matt Frewer Absolutely. um he was in he was in um he's a he's a he's obviously a bit of a um a fave with um Zack Snyder because he had him in um uh Dawn of the Dead oh he so. did too yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: right yeah, so uh All I right. think this movie is greatness I, I I don't think there's much more we can say about it really Karen. Okay,
2: uh, you know, before this, I was going to say, I don't think it's as greatness as I thought it was, but on uh, after we've talked about it, I'm like, I've got no, nothing to fault it on. It is mm. a great film. Mm. Yeah. It, it just it's... could have been even better, I say. This is what I'll say. It could have been even better in a long-form television series. If we told the same yeah, story, same that. stuff. The same directors, same yep. cast, same everything. If they just told it in one series. Hmm
0: yeah i think my biggest criticism of this is um the runtime especially if you're watching the ultimate cut four that's hours four ten hours. minutes <laughs> yeah that's a long long watch yes it's a hard watch so yeah. um yes. i'm yeah. glad that's for the for the fans only yes oh absolutely <laughs> yes. um yeah gosh uh it brings back uh scotsman himself playing a greek king um he does the uh voiceover narration gerard butler the black freighter yeah. um yes
2: that yeah. that's a that's another whole conversation
0: <laughs> hey uh just just before we close this out so i was looking at the writers and I, I named one of them so one of the writers is david hater um and he's probably best known for um being the writer on one of the dark knight films so he's that's that's his protege uh, that's his pedigree uh no no no, he's x-men and x2 yeah he's x-men isn't he yeah 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 um but i know him because i'm not only am i a film and comic nerd i'm also a computer game nerd oh dear. um he's he's the voice of solid snake in the uh in the metal gear solid <laughs> oh, so he game. smokes so, 50
2: packs of cigarettes a day yeah, he smokes 50 <laughs>
0: packs of cigarettes a day so that's that's how i know him so yeah he's the voice of solid snake folks he wrote this film or co-wrote this film so bloody marvelous get amongst it yo so mm. uh <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, well,
2: very good. Right.
1: This has been awesome. Yeah, we should wrap this up. Thank you very much, Karen, for coming and coming and chatting to us. My uh, pleasure. Uh, anybody big fan. who is big fan, anybody who is, uh, <laughs> listening. So, Karen, like Karen, you're here. Mm-hmm. So, anybody else who is listening, um, if we have any any, any, <laughs> any more in our audience than Karen, um, <gasps> feel free to uh, you know find us on find us on Facebook or on Twitter uh, and. Uh, give us a give us a shout out um share share us and maybe uh drop us a line and and suggest a movie for us
0: mm. um, where... we're particularly talking about marlon ackerman so if marlon ackerman is, um,
1: yeah, is listening, uh, we uh would,
0: dirbs, you're married yeah. um or, or patrick wilson uh, or dirbs. matthew good if you want to come dirbs. and hang out like you know, come I come and, the entire cast this film <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Craig. Just come and hang. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, sir. Sign off. Bye, everyone. Bye.